We're all about the University of South Florida, but we also want to keep you informed on the Bulls' conference opponents. That's why three times a week we go around the American. With today's show, here's Derek Sharp. And if you're listening to Bulls Beat this morning, you heard me say that when we do the conference roundup, you'll hear about the next men's basketball opponent maybe being a little fired up coming to town. That's because even though a certain Memphis Tiger, former SMU point guard, had a fantastic record-setting type of afternoon, it was the Tulane Green Wave who stunned Memphis 90-89. We'll give you full details. We'll also tell you about tennis and give you a brief glimpse of what's to come starting off Thursday. You know, the softball team for the Bulls is going to be in action. Who else will be starting? And then Friday, it really all kicks in as we'll do lengthier Monday shows, I'm guessing. Once baseball and softball coincide with basketball, we might go beyond the 15-minute mark here on the Monday version. Again, on Mondays, we give you a full separate entity around the American Wednesday and Friday, as generally there's not as much going on during the week. We end those 9, 10, and 11 a.m. hours with more or less a 5 sometimes shorter, sometimes longer minute version of the conference show. But plenty to give you from this last weekend. And indeed, Tulane stuns the Tigers. This was in Memphis. And way too early to say anything like this, but, you know, it's been kind of the situation the last couple years, the elephant in the around the American. And that is, you know, a couple years ago, Wichita State was the regular season champ, but didn't have a great resume, ended up squeaking into the NCAA tournament with one of the four spots in Dayton, meaning your regular season champ barely got in the field. Then last year, you knew Memphis was getting in behind Houston, but SMU, the third best team, didn't make it, so it's been a two-bid league. This year, right now, Memphis is definitely the best chance for a second team. Of course, Houston is a given, but this puts them right on the bubble. On the other side, it gives you hope that Tulane could be a team that maybe keeps on rising up the rankings. Tulane certainly looks like an NCAA team with its Jalens, Cook, and Forbes leading the way. And they had to lead the way from behind twice. The Tigers had big leads in the first half. It was a 10-point advantage. Tulane cut it to 46-43. Second half, Memphis got ahead by seven. But Tulane had the lead midway through the half. And it never got above three points, the margin, the rest of the way. In overtime, similarly close. And Tulane scores on a bucket with 20 seconds left by Tylen Pope. Kendrick Davis, I mentioned he had a record-setting type day, had a chance to win it at the horn but missed. And man, speaking of missing, I know Bulls fans who sometimes love to go on Twitter when things go wrong mention quickly when the free throw shooting isn't up to par. Well, I would present to you the second-best team in the conference having some issues in this contest. Memphis try one for six free throwing in the second half. Four for seven in the overtime. That's 61% for the game. Tulane actually only made 54% of its free throws, but got it going onto a normal percentage after going just 4 of 11 in the first half. Free throws obviously costing Memphis in this one. Jalen Cook had 25 points to lead the way for the Green Wave. He had 11 turnovers, but he played 43 minutes. He wasn't going anywhere. The team actually only turned it over 18 times. Kevin Cross scored 22 points, five assists, no turnovers. He had a huge game, and Jalen Forbes made three threes in scoring 18. Memphis, meanwhile, Kendrick Davis scored 26, but was only one of seven on threes. He himself turned it over seven times. Their double-double machine was, again, DeAndre Williams with 19 points and 17 rebounds in the win. 
Davis became the Americans' all-time leader in two categories, one previously held by David Collins. Can you guess? You got it. Free throws. And he also set the mark previously held by Houston's Galen Robinson for assists. But Tulane gets the win. And the season sweep of Memphis. So they have beaten Memphis twice. They're ahead of them in the conference standings. And yet they're still in the 90s in the net ranking while Memphis is at 47. They dropped a handful of spots to be right on the bubble. Well, simple. Tulane's non-conference schedule just wasn't good enough. Did not play a single Power 5 opponent. Right now, if you look at it, they only played one team that's in the top 50, and that's Nevada. And they lost. They played them in the Cayman Islands. Three good games, but... Rhode Island, the team that Tulane beat, and Western Kentucky, a team they lost to, are both outside the top 100. They played Buffalo, which looks like a good win until you realize Buffalo's in the 160 range, and the only other team from a halfway decent conference was Fordham, which came to Devlin Fieldhouse and beat Tulane, 95-90, and Fordham is in the bottom four of the Atlantic 10. So they just don't have the spreadsheet numbers. Unfortunately, sometimes it comes down to that when if it was on the eye test, Tulane would be in the NCAA tournament. But certainly a team that can challenge maybe for the conference tournament championship. Temple was set to try and make a challenge and did so for a half to the league title. A win would have put the Owls in first place because, well, they had already beaten Houston in Houston in that stunning game, remember, Tulane only had 14 field goals and yet one. Well, in this game, they had the crowd in their favor, and boy, was it an exciting first half if you're the Owls. 37-33 they led, but Houston turned it on in the second half, outscored them 48-28 in the half, and take command of the conference. 81-65 was the final score. Temple actually made more field goals in this game, but Houston was a lot more proficient in its field goal shooting try nearly 56%. Jarace Walker led the way with 23 points. He also answered Temple's only push really in the second half after Houston took the lead early, got it up to double figures. Houston cut it to five on a three-pointer by Damian Dunn, and Jarace Walker answers with a three and went four or five from distance. He is not a three-point shooter, but he can do it, obviously. He was just 11 for 36 coming in. That's actually 36%. Maybe he'll start doing it more, but Walker was a key factor with 23 points. Actually, Temple's Khalif Battle led all scores with 24 off the bench. Again, they're bringing their top two scores off the bench, which is a nice spark. The only problem is Khalif Battle, his 24 points were more than their starters combined. So the Owls need a little bit more balance there. Houston, 22-2 overall record, 10-1 in the conference, a two-game lead on Tulane and Temple. Memphis is at 7-3. Cincinnati is in fifth place at 7-4 after it won over the weekend. This was Saturday at home against UCF. Remember that loss that UCF suffered a couple Saturdays back at the Yingling Center? That has started the Knights on a slide from NCAA tournament team to they're probably going to have to win the conference tournament. That was part of a now five-game losing streak for the Knights. Oh, you hate to see that, Cincinnati gets 20 points from its big man, Victor Locken, in the victory. Landers Nolly also added 17 points. Taylor Hendricks did have a nice game, 21 points and 8 rebounds for UCF. We've been saying it for a couple weeks now. The Bulls want to climb out of that 8-9 situation and get at least into 7th place. 6th place is not out of the picture. They are a game and a half behind 6th place Wichita. And a game behind a certain team in 7th place, UCF. However, two teams are just a half game behind the Bulls. East Carolina and SMU. Tulsa is in last after falling to Wichita over the weekend. 86-75, those traditional rivals. 
locked up in Tulsa, and it was all Shockers who improved to 12 and 11 overall. Meanwhile, the Pirates gave themselves a chance at jumping out of that 8-9 spot by actually beating SMU in Greenville behind 27 points from Brandon Johnson. That was a 77-72 result on Saturday night. Conference action resumes on Tuesday, Cincinnati at Tulane, and then a full slate of games on Wednesday. You know that the women's basketball team is in control of the conference, getting tested a lot, but passing every test thus far, 11-0. Tulsa and Houston are both 6-3. That is technically a four-game cushion for the Bulls. East Carolina a half game back, and then Memphis and SMU a half game back. So you have five teams within a game of each other, and then you add in Temple another half game back. So six teams within a game and a half between the two and the seven spots, and Kind of significant there because there's a drop-off to eight. Tulane and Wichita are tied for eight and nine. So those are the teams right now all but likely that the Bulls will match up with one. Assuming the Bulls are the number one seed, it's looking like a Tulane or Wichita quarterfinal unless one of those teams really finishes strong. Tulane was stunned by Cincinnati over the weekend. The Bearcats were winless in conference were 7-14 and 14 overall, but went to New Orleans and rode the hot shooting of, she can occasionally get going, senior guard Caitlin Wilson, who's been coming off the bench for them. 18 points, all on threes. She started roughly two-thirds of the games last year and hit 58 threes this year, mostly shooting from three-point land and hit 32 of them, but none against Houston two games ago. And then last time out against Wichita State, came off the bench, played 10 minutes, and went one for seven, all on threes. Well, this was a game where she only shot three-pointers, except she made a bunch of them, six for 12, including a couple to spark a 13-0 run coming out of halftime. That put Cincy up 10. Mind you, Tulane led by three at the half, despite not hitting a field goal for the last 724. So they really struggled. And even when they cut that 10-point deficit down to one with 90 seconds to go, Couldn't get that final over the hump, so a stunning loss for Tulane. Meanwhile, we said Tulsa and Houston were tied for second. SMU was trying to be in that spot, couldn't. And Houston is, didn't look like it was going to be because Temple was rolling the Cougars 27-13 midway through the second quarter. Well, if you're a Bulls fan, you know that Houston is not out of a game, especially with its defense, and in fact, had the lead a quarter later and would go on to take the victory 65-60, to 60, forcing a bunch of turnovers. 26 of them, Tatiana Hill, who is their center, but also a steals leader, amazingly enough, only went 4 of 17 from the floor, but ended up with 15 boards and 6 steals. Brittany Onyejay had 5 steals and had a good game from distance for her with 3 made threes, and Layla Blair, 5 for 12 on threes. Scored 25 points. I think personally, if you're the Bulls, you would like to see Houston finish second or third. It means you would avoid them until the conference tournament final. You would, if you're the Bulls, see the 8-9 winner first and probably the 4-5 winner. Remember, the top five get a bye. But there's so much that can happen. Again, two through seven right now is a tight bunch. And East Carolina and Memphis both were victors on the road this weekend to join SMU in that three-way tie for fourth. East Carolina, which is right behind Houston in third place in forcing turnovers per game, forced 22 UCF turnovers leading to 17 points. And East Carolina rolls 68-54. They were up by as many as 21 in that game. After her poor offensive showing against the Bulls, the Pirates to name McNeil, not support. 27 points, four steals, although she missed a free throw. She had made 33 in a row. And an impressive road win 
for Memphis as they go to Wichita and pull out a 70-60 to victory. They jumped ahead 11-3. to Shockers made a brief third-quarter push, but Memphis got it back and got the win. Jamira Shute scored 21 to lead the way for the Tigers, who were solid 17-20 of at the free throw line. So while the Bulls are off this week, they'll watch the action unfold. Tuesday night, Tulsa is at SMU. The winner will be, at least for the moment, among those in second place. Wednesday night, Temple is at East Carolina. Again, teams angling for a number two finish. The bottom two teams in the league play UCF at Cincinnati. Thursday, Tulane tries to bounce back at Wichita State, and then everybody gets back into action this weekend. Said we mentioned some tennis briefly. Been talking about the quality of the men's tennis in the conference, and the scheduling is strong, just not coming up with the wins right now. Tulane in Starkville lost as close of a contest as you could have, 4-3. to three. That was on Friday. On Sunday, Wichita State went to Norman, got swept by Oklahoma. Now, Tulsa did defeat Texas Tech at home 4-1 to one on Sunday, but Tulane fell 5-2 at Ole Miss. On the women's tennis docket, Memphis went to Starkville and played Iowa State, lost that one 4 to nothing. then only managed one victory against the host Mississippi State. Tulsa went to West Lafayette, Indiana, picked up a 4 nothing sweep at DePaul, but then lost, again, as tight as it can be to Purdue 4-3. Nice win for UCF's women at home against LSU over the weekend, 4-2. Elsewhere, Cincinnati went to Salt Lake City, got swept by host Utah, but beat Montana 4-1. East Carolina got edged by Georgetown and wins over some lesser opponents sprinkled around. Houston swept Prairie View, Wichita State over Abilene. Christian Tulane defeated Louisiana Monroe. That's going to wrap it up on a Monday version of Around the American. I'm Derek Sharp.